There's a very iconic and timeless move in the game of basketball called the crossover. It's been a showstopper almost as long as the game of basketball has been around. There are very early editions of the crossover that are not as glamorous as the ones we see today. However, back then, it still got the job done. Although the crossover has been around for a long time, it really didn't get its impactful notoriety until Allen Iverson of the Philadelphia 76ers hit the greatest of all time Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls with the killer crossover on March 12, 1997. The killer crossover is a double move that leaves the defender flat-footed and sometimes even makes them fall to the ground. The crossover that Iverson hit Jordan with that day has changed the landscape of basketball and players have continued to evolve using that move. Uh, players today dribble the ball with quickness, then take a giant step back, followed by a shot. That step back move was built off of the crossover. Author Hanif Abdurakib writes a beautiful essay on this very subject. And he dives into the specifics of the crossover. One of the things that Abdurakib says is, quote, depending on pace, the things that can throw us off balance are often the small things, end quote. Pastors are almost always ready for the big things. We're ready for hard questions about scripture. We are ready for an explanation about a ministry decision. Uh, walking families through a difficult time in life. Mourning the loss of a longtime church member. However, it's often the small things that we are not prepared for, that we don't see coming, that often throw us off the most. It leaves us flat-footed looking like a helpless rookie on his first night playing in the big leagues. Wait a second. That person, that person is sleeping. I mean, they're sleeping while I'm preaching. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not mistaking. You see, the view from the stage allows me to see the faces of people clearly. And that person is definitely sleeping. Why were they sleeping? Was what I had to say not important enough? Was I not engaging enough? Wait a second, is this some kind of silent protest? How paranoid am I allowed to be about this? Should I say something? Wait, maybe they just had a late night. Maybe they couldn't fall asleep last night. Maybe they had a rough week. But wait, couldn't I say the same thing? I mean, I always have a rough night. 
It's always hard for me to fall asleep. I'm always up late. Should I yell as loud as I can while preaching so so that they wake up? I I remember I remember when I was a a high school kid there was some kid that was slumped over in the second to last row. And right there in the middle of my dad's message, he yells at the kid to wake up and not just wake up, but wake up and sit up. Can I pull, can I pull that move off in 2020? Can I pull that move off in 2020 with an adult? Can I pull that move off in 2020 with an adult and still be cool with them afterwards? Will they leave the church? I mean, at least they, they're they at church, right? I thought about it later that day. And the next. And the next. And the next. And the day after that as well. It is a small thing. Is it a small thing? No, it's a big thing. Wait, is it a big thing? Why do I care so much about this? Was this about me? Is this about my feelings? Was I being selfish? Am I being selfish? Was I being selfish and guarded and that's why I got hit with the crossover? It's not like they do this all the time. But this has also happened before. I work through all these emotions. I get right with God. I get right with God the way I know how. I remember what my calling is. I remember the task at hand. I remember to fight the good fight. And then I remember that I have to repent. I repent. I ask God for forgiveness. And then I return to to my love. I return to, to that calling. The next week, I walk out on stage with my Bible in hand, ready to preach the word of God, and I do it all over again. <laughs>